Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? I do. It's Sacrilegious Book Club. I was waiting to see if you got that one right. Yeah, I did. Or called it Book Club Sacrilegious. Or Sacrilegious Club Book. Or Club Discourse Sacrilegious. What? So, I don't Nothing. know. Yeah. That's too many. Too many? You went too far, sir. Never, never too far. So, today we are covering... Um, we're finishing up, I should say, the book of Joshua in Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Right. And I always want to say galaxy when you say that. Asimov's always. Guide to the Galaxy? Always. 
Hitchhiker's Guide to I know, Galaxy. but like I just I hear Guide to, and I'm like, Galaxy, mm. Galaxy, mm. Galaxy. Fair, fair. Yeah. I definitely um, am a hoopy food, and I sass where my towel is at. <laughs> you either get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um, so we should mention a couple of things here today. Okay. The first is that Isaac Asimov is not the greatest person on the planet. He and is a sexist schmuck. Right. And we just were every every time we do a book club, we're going to say that because it's true. It is true. So He's it a- is what it is. And we found it out after we started reading the book. So we're not going to not read it. We're just going to disclaim it. Yes. Yeah. But we are going to take a break from it. But we'll get into that in a bit. Oh, we're not going to get into that right now? No, we'll get into that at the end. So that, Oh, okay. Because I'm going to introduce the other book that we're going to read. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Great. We'll get into that at the end then. Yeah. So are we done with the intro then? This is the end of the intro. This is the end of the intro? Yep. Okay. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to to not cheap. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what... Exactly is Patreon. It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. 
So that was the southern kingdoms. This time we're reading about the cities of northern Canaan forming a league. Okay. Okay, a yeah. league of their own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the kings met at Miram. Okay. okay. Which is likely the northernmost enclosed body of water through which the Jordan River flows, now known as Lake Hula. Okay. And so it's one of three. Um, the other two were the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. Got it. Okay. Okay. And that's it for that section. Okay. Okay. So they met there. Yep. 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 That's where they met. Okay. And it's a place that is. And there's uh, just, there's uh, water there. Yep. It's yep. water. Some yep. water. So the next section is Zidon, and we're still on page two seventeen. That's how small that section. Was. Oh wow. Okay. Joshua one. Boom. Okay. <laughs> and then he chased those guys all the way to Sidon, a yeah. city on the Mediterranean shore. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Except that, okay, no, he probably didn't because that's too far away. Okay. And anyways, those people never got hammered by the Israelites. So uh, clearly an exaggeration. Got it. Okay. Yeah. They they did not chase them all the way to the med. Right. They okay. won and that was it. They won. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, glass manufacturing, Sidon's most important enterprise in the Phoenician era, uh-huh. was conducted on a vast scale. And the production of purple dye was almost as important. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think we talked last time about how um, the Phoenicians were, like, known for purple or something. Okay. I maybe, don't recall that, not. but okay. okay. I mean, no, I mean I, maybe we did. I don't no, know. No, I read a lot, so, like, it could just be something that I read. Right. And that I'm confusing. But they're known for purple. They're so known for purple. Okay. Okay. And this is what Asimov says. The people of the region were famous for their manufacture of a purple-red dye and made use of it in their own clothing to such an extent that the color gave a name to the people and the land. Oh, wow. The Greek name Phoenicia is from their word meaning purple-red. Huh. Isn't that something? Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. And, you know, of course, the Phoenicians were the guys that invented the alphabet. The you know, phonetical. Yeah. Right. The phonetic yeah. alphabet. Yeah. Around They did that around the time of Joshua. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Right? And here's the thing. Like, a lot of different places on um, the continent, uh, not the continent, the, the globe, the world, the planet. Okay? Yeah. A lot of different places um, invented writing around yeah. the same time. Okay. okay? Um, just recording stories and stuff. But the alphabet... Um, the Phoenicians were the first to take sound um, sound symbols. So instead of like um, having a picture represent a word, yeah. they had a symbol represent a sound, which is where we get the word phonetics. Okay. And yeah. That means no, that know, hooked sense. on phonics. So it wasn't that there wasn't written languages before this. It was just that right. there wasn't um, symbols that represented sounds right type language so that you would know how to pronounce it later gotcha yeah that's, a, that's actually very interesting right yeah yeah and they did that like i said around the time of joshua okay okay so um there's a lot of different pla- uh ways to say this name zidon sidon um seda okay and it's the third largest city in lebanon okay in lebanon sorry and it is located on the mediterranean coast okay and the Phoenician name for it probably meant fishery or fishing town. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
Sure. Okay. And then um, I was looking it up to see if it's a place that still existed because um, as of Asimov's time, it did. Right. And he mentioned that it's where a pipeline ended. Okay. Um, which I thought was interesting. But I was like, can that possibly still be true? Right. So um, this I took from Wikipedia. Okay. After years of constant arguing between Saudi Arabia and Syria and Lebanon over transit fees, the emergence of oil super tankers and pipeline breakdowns, the section of the line beyond Jordan ceased operation in 1976. So that oh. would have been after the time that Asimov wrote. Gotcha. What he wrote about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The remainder of the line between Saudi Arabia and Jordan continued to transport modest amounts of petroleum until 1990. Okay. When the Saudis cut off the pipeline in response to Jordan's support of Iraq during the first Gulf War. Okay. Today, the entire line is unfit for oil transport. Gotcha. So it's just a place that basically, like, was kind of important for a little bit, but right. then eventually just declined. But the city's still there. It's, it's just still not, there. It's just not. Its main source of whatever is gone. Yeah, so it's it's run down and emptying out now. Okay. Like, it's going into ghost town mode because they're kind of like here when the GE plant closed. Right. You know? It wasn't GE. It wasn't GE. GM. GM. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> You know how I get my letters mixed up? Yeah, GM. Yeah. The GM plant closed, and for a while it was like Dayton was going to fall off the map, but then they right. did like a big reconstruction downtown, and they're trying to turn it around and pull it out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that thing. Right. Okay. So, okay, that's that section. The next section is the Philistines on page 219. Damn Philistines. <laughs> <laughs> Bourgeoisie. <laughs> so... Um, this is what Asimov has to say. Okay. Even under the idealized picture of the conquest as presented in the book of Joshua, there was no denying that sections of Canaan remain unconquered. Like, yeah, obviously. No shit, right? Yeah. And so from there on, Asimov goes into great detail, like boring, okay? okay. About the five cities of Philistia, the, reason, the region that was once known as Canaan and now known as Palestine. Okay. Okay, so right. that's where we're at. Okay, and he talks about these five cities. Ekron, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Gaza. It's funny cause, because, and and this is touching on like modern day Israel, mm -hmm. but like there's still, um, there's still those separate sections of Israel mm -hmm. that are still under, they're Islamic and they're ruled by Islamic groups, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so like it's a sore point of... Uh, it's a point Whatever. of contention for yeah. the peoples that live there. So that, that's interesting. Yeah. Because, like, you could almost say that it never fully happened. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, those five cities. Ready? Yeah. Ekron is a village is now a village named Akir. So it still exists. Okay. Okay. Ashdod was the most powerful in its prime, and it is now the village of Estad. Okay. Okay. Ashkelon was a seaport, and it is now a desolate site. So it's Got about it. done. Got it. Gath, famous for being the home of the city of Goliath. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, 
thoroughly vanished and its exact site is uncertain. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's done and gone. Got it. And then, of course, Gaza survived the best. And we all know Gaza. You know, the Gaza Strip. Right, right. Right. Well, that's not a city. That's an area. But Right. But the city of Gaza is in the Gaza Strip. Got it. And it sure. still exists. Right, right. So, okay. So that's that section. Next comes the tribes on page 222. Okay. Okay. So, um... He had a thing to say, and I'm just going to repeat what he said. Okay. okay. Yeah. Despite the admitted incompleteness of the conquest, the book of Joshua goes on to describe the allotment of land in Canaan to each of the tribes. According to the instructions, Joshua as, is recorded as having received from God. Yeah. Almost all the rest of the book of Joshua is given over to a painstaking account of the division of the land. And we discussed later because we came across where, you know, hey, they didn't exactly conquer all these people. Mm-hmm. But like, wait, but they. Exactly. What? And What's going on? That's why I love that Asimov keeps pointing this out. Right. He's like. Because it's like, no, nah, you guys it, didn't actually have that land. Yeah, exactly. So he goes on to say it makes for very dull reading, but it takes the place of a map in modern books. Sure. Which sure. I thought was funny. Yeah. So shout out to East Side Gang. Okay. okay. Which was Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Right. And they were um, covered the land east of the Jordan. Right. Okay. They received that land. Yep. Okay. And then Asimov breaks down which tribe lived where on the west side of the Jordan. Okay. That's why I just wanted to give a quick shout out to East Side Gang. Sure. Sure. Okay. So Asimov says, all these tribal boundaries were idealized versions referred back in time from the situation as it existed in the period of the monarchy. Okay. They could not have existed in the form given at the time of the conquest. Ah, okay. And he, like, went through each of them, and I started to, like, take notes on each of them, and then I was like, I deleted... (laughs) Don't really care Yeah, I deleted it all because do you really care which, which parts... Which tribe was the southernmost? Which one was on the coast? Sure, which one was sure. northernmost? Like, that's all it was. And I just right. don't care. Right. So, I got you. apologies if you do care, but I don't... It's in the book. It's in the book. The yeah, book. you read it. Yeah. Okay. Um, then he goes on to say that... Oh, and I, I really was glad of this because we've asked about this. The tribe of Levi. Yeah. And, like, did they have land or didn't they? I don't understand. Right, right. right. He actually addresses this. Okay. Okay. The tribe of Levi received no actual land grant. Its central role was that of serving as a priesthood, and for that purpose, it was considered enough that its members be granted a number of towns scattered throughout the various tribal areas. And that was kind of my thought as to what had happened. Right. It it was really confusing that they didn't have land, but they were still... I don't think they spelled it out places. at first. Like, when they were d- d- divvying up the land, they were just like, and then the Levites will live amongst them, right? Yeah. And then, but maybe they did, but I, I might have missed it or something. But then later on, they did. I did hear at some point in our reading of the Bible that they were getting cities and they would have the pasture land outside of them or whatever. Yeah, but it was confusing because they weren't given land, but they had towns. And I'm like, the towns are on the it's land. still fucking land, yeah. Yeah, so they just weren't given free-range land. Right, They right. were given towns right but like that's still fucking land it is yeah so okay that's that section and finally we finish off with mount ephraim on page 224 okay 
Joshua dies at the end of the book of Joshua. Yep. Along with Eleazar, who was the son of Aaron and the nephew of Moses. Got it. Okay, so they die. Okay. And then Asimov says, with the end of the book of Joshua, we can consider Canaan as essentially Israelite territory, even if not completely so. Gotcha. So he's like, they say that they have it and we will just pretend, even though we all know better. <laughs> right, right. Right, that is what we'll give them a benefit of the doubt. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Um, so that concludes the book of Joshua. Okay. okay? Yep. Um, what we had said um, during our last book club was that for multiple reasons, one of which is that Asimov was a lech and we just really wanted to give some space to, you know, think about that and sure. the whole separating the artist from the art and don't throw out the baby with the bathwater and we still respect and admire the work that he did but we don't want to celebrate him we're just going to step back from him for a minute and it was convenient to do so right at this moment because we're catching up we're catching up to where we are in our daily reading right of the bible yeah too quickly definitely and so it just made sense to take a break and we had talked about wanting to read some jewish fairy tales and legends and myths and stuff right so toward that end i ordered a couple of different books and after looking them over the one that i decided we're gonna do is it's called a treasury of jewish folklore edited by nathan osubel and um i just wanted to put that out there to give you guys time to get it if you wanted to read it um i ordered from thrift books which i've said before um, if you don't want to order through Amazon is a great place. Um, it arrived in less than a week. So it's right. not like I had to wait forever. Um, when we start the book club next weekend with this book, I'm going to give an introduction to the book so that you will actually have two weeks to order this book. If you're wanting to read along with and us. And just out of curiosity, did you have a chance to look into it? Like, are we going to be doing... Like an entire um, story for each one, or what's it um, look like to you? From okay, from what I could tell, they're really short stories. There's a ton of stories in here. So what I was thinking is that I might cover like five stories at a time, or they're also broken up into sections, so that won't be hard and fast. Okay, I think I'll take it the way I was doing with Asimov, where sometimes I would take a section and it was large enough that I would break it down into two or even three different. Um, days. Sure. Or, you know, if it's a short section, I might just cover all of it. Okay. So, um, from, like, I read the first one, and it's really cute, and I liked it, and um, they seem to have, like, a lot of morals or, like, a point to the story um, that is just really cool. And are they wrapped in, like, biblical things that are going on, or Mm -mm. you didn't really notice so much? I I only read one, so I'm not going to say that that, like represents the entirety of the book um and like i said i will give a better introduction to the book itself sure next time um i just wanted to give you guys an idea of what we're getting into here and i'm really excited about it i think it's going to be a lot of fun no we definitely wanted to go down rabbit holes right here's some rabbit holes exactly my my intention (laughs) is i'm not going to read the book or read the stories because copyright and all that what I will do is I'm going to read, like I said, you know, about five stories and I will tell you guys the stories. Right. Like I'll tell you basically this is what happened. Sure. 
And, you know, this is, I think, what you're supposed to do. And we'll just, you know, discuss it from there. Okay. Okay. But, again, the book is A Treasury of Jewish Folklore, edited by Nathan Osubel, A-U-S-U-B-E-L. All right. And next week we will do an intro to the book. Sounds great. All right. Yeah. All right. So that was the end of our Sacrilegious Book Club for today. Yes. And uh, tomorrow, or no, well, well, I'll have my uh, our weekly uh, replay here going on mm-hmm. um, today. And yep. then tomorrow we'll be back with... Um, it will be First Chronicles Chapter 16. There you go. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 